Hey, Mike Wade here again with Spades Blockchain. Thanks for tuning in. We are uh, almost done with our recap of Crypto CoinCon uh, in Philadelphia last month. Um, this next presentation is Brian Shear on taxes and cryptocurrency. Um, <laughs> got to talk a lot with Brian and his wife um, over the weekend that we were up there. And um, it's a short speech. I encourage you to listen to it. Um, obviously, the big thing everybody should know by now is that any crypto transaction is a taxable event. So if you didn't know that, sorry to break it to you. Um, Brian will get more into that. Um, I also learned if you're mining, you can write these things off in a year as a depreciable asset. Um, which I hadn't planned on doing, but you know, hey, that's one thing I learned from him. And, and you know, there's a lot more that you'll probably pick up from him. So again, this is uh, Brian Shear from Shear's Accounting and Tax Service. And uh, he's, he's one of the first uh, CPAs or accountants that I know of uh, that's, that understands crypto. I've, uh, my professional current career uh, we do deal with a lot of accountants and I talk to them about crypto like I talk to everybody about crypto and um, not a lot of accountants deal with it. So if you are struggling to, you know, understand how to how to manage stuff, then Brian's a great guy and you can reach out to him. We'll put his information up here in the show notes. And uh, here's a speech from Crypto CoinCon. Take a listen. Uh, the crypto account. Mr. Brian Shear is going to talk to you about tax, taxes and accounting. Brian Shear. Alright, sorry about the guy being my clicker here. So, first off, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm the tax guy, I'm gonna bore you. I'm gonna do my best here I can for you guys. Uh, and then crypto and taxes don't go very well together. Um, but unfortunately, we have to pay taxes, you know, it's part of the IRS, they're gonna get you, so. Might as well do it right in the first place, get it right, and just go from there, so. I'm gonna make this as quick as possible for you guys, and again, I don't wanna bore you, I don't wanna put you to sleep, I know you're coming back from lunch and everything, so. I'll get right into it. Uh, first off, we want to see how crypto is taxed. IRS has issued one notice ever about cryptocurrency and how to tax it. And it's about five pages long, and that's it. So, tax professionals like myself have been trying to use this limited guidance to interpret it as best as we can for you guys. Basically, the main takeaway from it is that crypto is considered property. But what that means is that anytime that you have property and you make an exchange of it, it's considered a taxable event. Whether you turn it back into fiat or just trade it for another coin. That's the main takeaway. So, in essence, you can owe taxes on something that you never cashed out, which is kind of tricky, but... Basically, at this point, it's good that they did it as a property instead of a currency, basically because if it's a currency and you make money, on it, even if you held the currency for a long period of time, it's still taxed as ordinary income. Ordinary income is like W-2 income, money that you make from your business, anything like that. Uh, if you hold it long term as a property, 
it's only taxed at a much favorable rate, usually 15% for most investors. So when it, basically when a transaction takes place, it's considered a taxable event. That's the main takeaway from everything from there. Taxation for investors, short answer here is that there's two categories for this, short-term transactions and long-term transactions. Short-term transaction is anything that's made within less than a year. So if you buy Bitcoin and you decide to buy Ethereum six months later, that's considered a short-term transaction. Long-term transactions, they take over a year. Again, if you hold it for two years, then it's considered a long-term transaction. Short-term transactions are considered ordinary income again, so whatever your marginal tax rate is, that's what you're going to pay on your gains there. So if your marginal tax rate is 25%, you're going to pay 25% gains on that. A uh, more advantageous way to go, of course, is long-term transactions. If you hold it more than a year, you're going to tax between 0 to 15 to possibly 20%. The only time you're going to get 20% is if you're making lots of money, like $500,000, $600,000. So most investors will see between either the 0% level or the 15% level. Uh, capital gains rate also was much better this year than the tax law, so it kind of eliminated uh, the 10% level. So either 0 or 15% for long-term. Uh, taxation for miners, another thing that they posted in the notice was guidance on miners. Anytime that you mine coins, it's considered ordinary income again, basically business income. When that money hits your wallet, that's what it's considered taxable. So you got to figure out how much that money was worth, how much the cryptocurrency was worth at that time it hits your wallet, and that's exactly uh, how much you have to pay on that. So if a miner sells their coin immediately after that, there's no capital gains, there's nothing else they have to do. Basically, they cashed out their income and they're good to go. The main problem is when they don't cash out right away. Essentially, that coin becomes an investment now, and they have to, basically, the clock starts then. So if they sell it a year later, there's no, uh, you have long-term capital gain instead of short-term capital gain. So again, you want to try to you know, limit your tax burden by doing that way. The biggest thing with a mining income, um, you want to reduce that as much as possible. You can reduce your income as much as possible by depreciating your equipment right away. You can depreciate almost all your equipment right away using the Section 179 deduction. That pretty much can wipe out almost all your income a lot of times. And other write-offs that you can use for mining equipment is for electricity usage, office space, and things like that. Transactions, um, sorry, taxation on everyday transactions. A taxable event occurs again whenever a transaction takes place. So a quick example here, you purchase one Bitcoin for $5,000, and then three months you decide to sell it because you want to buy Ethereum, but the Bitcoin is now worth $8,000. Uh, you pay tax on the $3,000 gain there, even though you didn't cash out the fee up yet. So, say that also again, you want to sell it again, Ethereum dropped down to $7,000, now you have a $1,000 loss. So from there, you have $2,000 profit. You have to report those separately, but they're still in an absolute gain of $2,000 when you pay taxes on that. Um, even if you buy a coffee at Starbucks, that's considered a taxable event. Anytime you purchase any of anything with Bitcoin or any kind of crypto, it's considered a taxable event. And that's one of the worst areas you know, for record-keeping purposes that we have, and that's one of the hardest things we have to worry about right now. Potential pitfalls, not keeping accurate records, obviously. Underreporting income gains, 
they can make it high only through either anonymous points or through privacy points. Privacy laws are great, that's just, you know, wonderful and everything. As long as you make sure you're reporting your gains, it could be deal. Just remember that the IRS took down John Guy, not the police. So they will find you eventually. One slip up with your anonymous transactions can be traced to you. Uh, the IRS has contracted many blockchain uh, analysis companies in order to kind of monitor the crypto economy. So they do know what's going on, they will find you eventually. So it's best to just be upfront and report everything that you can. Finally, additional practices and issues that we kind of run into. Best thing to do is to use a coin tracking site like cointracking.info. Uh, or Bitcoin.tax, those are wonderful sites, you can pull in everything, you set up APIs, you can you know, do Excel and almost anything like that, and pull all your information. Uh, coin tracking is kind of like the Cadillac of everything, that's only, you know, only the bigger investors really need to use that, you know, in larger trading, things like that. Uh, Bitcoin.tax Bitcoin uh, covers most people's sell. Uh, you want to make sure that you're using accurate software, like the Bitcoin tracking, or anything like that. There's also the treatment of airdrops and splits. There's, uh, you can donate crypto. And starting in 2018, they clearly defined that you can't use a like-kind exchange. Some people are trying to say you can do a like-kind exchange to avoid taxes until you cashed out. 2018 definitely defines it that you cannot do that, so we don't do that anymore. And then there's reporting guidelines for FinCEN. And FinCEN basically, if you have $10,000 in foreign uh, transactions, that you need to report that. And of course, if you have any questions, find me, contact me. I'll be happy to help. You can email me. I'll be happy to help you guys. Just give me a shout. I don't mind answering questions at all. You know, there's very complex, you know, very complex thing in this um, industry. So it's kind of hard. It's very hard to, you know, give a blind statement that it's going to apply to everybody. It's almost all my clients. They're in different scenarios. So. If you have any questions, feel free to find me, contact me, and I'll talk to you after. All right, thank you. Thank you so much.